0: All so my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders, welcome to Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt, episode 87. Man, we're back in the building, man, each and every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know you're probably the platform you get your podcast from. I'm your host, Coach Divas, alongside Coach Kurt. We are back. The Misfits of the Airways are back in the building, man, for 2023, man. And I want to thank everybody that's been supporting us throughout this journey. Uh, we I think, we've been, I think, we got two years in the books now, Kurt. Uh, we're doing this here, uh, show, man, episode 87, man, working on the big 100. And uh, it's been a great experience, man. But um, I definitely want to say, man, for sure to get into uh, the sports talk and sports world a conversation today that I'll be remiss in saying that it's a very somber and uh, uh, melancholy uh, moment here going through uh, the football world in the landscape right now, with what happened with DeMar Hamlin. Yeah. Yeah. you know, if you if you paid attention to football at all, by any means, uh, most even most sports media places have covered it. Um, even news outlets have covered it. You know, you know, news outlets have covered uh, the incident. Uh, DeMar Hamlin, Hamlin had a, a a cardiac event that happened on the field during the game yesterday. And uh, he was uh, ultimately uh, given uh, life saving measures on the field, along with a uh, defibrillation. Um, to uh, to jolt his uh system back into order, that allowed him for, to be transported to the hospital. So that particular incident was very traumatic. Uh, I have not, in my all of my years of playing, coaching, uh, watching the game of football, um, in my entire life, forty plus years, I have never seen anything like that. Um, very uh, shocking and very uh, uh eerie a uh, feeling that it gave me in all honesty and uh, our prayers, our thoughts, and our and our and our minds are with Demar Hamlin and his family right now. And I just want to get uh, Coach Curtis and I to give our perspective on how we, uh, how we, you know, from a you know, mm-hmm. I guess you could say a, a backseat view, how we felt about the incident and um, how the NFL handled it. Mm-hmm. And uh, if anybody comes in to the chat, we'll get their thoughts and in, in their perspective as well. But uh, Coach Kurt, uh, you know, you and I were watching this as we know, typically do as sports analysts. And, you know, we're watching the game and, you know, we were looking for forward to being a really good, highly anticipated and highly competitive game. Um, it was turning out to be just that, uh, you know, the I think the the Bengals struck first with seven points and then uh, the, the Bills come back with a, a three point uh, score. And then they um, go into the second possession. And I want to say two or three plays into the drive this incident happened and it's totally and completely changed the complexity of the game. So what was your initial thoughts? And and having practically about almost a full 24 hours to digest it, how did you uh, perceive the incident? And, um, you know, what was your actual reaction to the whole thing?
1: Well, um, first, I want to say um, to the medical staff, um, to the practice that they do that is not rec that is that came to light about how they actually in the offseason practice how long does it take to get a ambulance on the field them going through emergency procedures and everything uh, it reminds me of what Kobe said about him putting his body in position of a game time scenario. So when he's in the game, it feels like practice. And this was a moment that spoke of how important practicing the way you play uh, comes fully to fruition because we're talking about seconds. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and to those professionals, kudos. I mean, uh, you know what they've done may go unrecognized may even be forgotten right because of course um with life the focus is of course on damar and his family but let's not forget that the quick thinking calm nature ability to react in the moment of the medical professionals uh should be heralded as well and so um, to my reaction about what happened. I actually at first didn't see the play at first. I uh, was thinking that it was a play that happened earlier that was still going on because um, it was a play earlier where a Buffalo player had looked like he got pushed down and his head hit the ground. And I thought they was replaying that situation, right? Okay. Um, I had walked out, went away and I thought when I watched it, that that was that play going mm-hmm. on until, you know, I heard the, the broadcasters talking about the situation when I watched the video and saw what had happened, you know, um, in the words of Ryan Clark and so many analysts, Booger McFarlane, all of them, this is a play that happens a thousand times in football i'm talking about from youth high school college pros this that play we can watch film on top of film and you will see that happen right very true Uh, so i was like anyone else when i first saw it same thing concussion right Mm -hmm. like oh okay this is a concussion player stands up falls back down woozy right but then in hearing what was going on watching it again you could see where the situation switched right once it was like this is not a concussion Mm -hmm. um you could see it was. It reminds me of the tackle that Inky Johnson went through when he lost um, uh, the ability of his right arm. Right. It was just a perfect situation for a bad outcome. You when you see T. Higgins drop, you know, and go into his his Demar's chest and Demar's force. Uh, coming forward and you start to hear what the the reports were coming out you can see how that impact a tackle that has happened over and over in football it was just at that right moment so um and seeing it man and watching it and watching him stand up and then fall back down and watching it over and over and over. Um, I'm going to lean on the words of Ryan Clark, who I believe, uh, I believe he was totally in the spirit and the way he handled and talked about the situation. That is one of those moments where, He literally emotionally took us through the moment with wisdom, intelligence, emotional intelligence, very calculated and poignant words. But what he said says true. He says, when you see DeMar Hamlin fall to the turf and you when you see the medical staff rush to the field and both teams are on the field, you realize this isn't normal. You realize this isn't just football right when you see the players reaction and we've played we've seen broken bones we've seen acls torn we've seen especially we coach kids we've seen situations um when players get hurt we've heard screams right of pain yeah, unfortunately uh, yes unfortunate but there's <laughs> something different when you've been around the game long enough and when you start to see emotional reactions, you're like, this isn't just uh, a broken, but this is greater than that, right? When you when you hear the medical staff and see the medical, you know, what they kind of showed when you see them get ready and then take him down and hearing reports about, Hey, they noticed the situation. They had to take him back off, put him back down on the ground, mm-hmm. recognizing that, okay, we gotta give this young man CPR. If anybody is aware of that and is understanding what it means when you're having to administer CPR, you understand the severity of that situation is why I went back to, we're talking about seconds. We're talking about if these professionals weren't excellent in that moment, The outcome is not what it is to even have a chance to bring him back and work on him and get him to a medical facility so fast. If they are lackadaisical on their job, we're here talking a totally different situation uh, that has been is unheralded in football right we've we've heard about high school students passing out on the field and unfortunately losing their life but at the professional level this has never been dealt with this is a first of ever a situation right you had the joe theismans and the alex smiths Mm -hmm. and i can remember other players suffering severe injuries and the good thing is The NFL has went away from replaying injuries of a graphic nature. But to go back to emotionally how I felt, I was like a number of people is uh, I was waiting with bated breath. I went into prayer hoping uh, for peace, blessings and understanding above all measure to happen. Right. Because there was a solemn quiet that came over. Uh, When you're seeing Josh Allen, Tredavious White, um, Devin Singletary, Stefan Diggs, when you're seeing T. Higgins and Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott go through, you start to realize the severity of this situation is greater than just a severe concussion. You you're starting to see that there is something of a grave nature uh, happening. I am grateful and, happy, and especially hearing other players talk about severe situations that his parents was there yeah. this is a moment that you know when you look at things in totality the fact that his his parents were there with him in that moment uh we you know understanding that we've had parents you know, come to our sporting games. I've been injured before uh, being a linebacker. I'm pretty sure you've had a couple uh, stingers and things like that. Um, uh, I,
0: I've, I've had the ambulance come get me on the field in my high school days. Right. I told him, I mean, this is my senior year in high school. So, so yeah, they, they had to weld ambulance down for me and stretching me off. So I, I understand
1: completely, you know, and, and we understand, listen, us that love this game of football, the greatest team sport, we walk into it with a level of understanding what can happen, right? Now, I would say, I don't think you ever think about losing life. Do you think about ACLs, necks, um, head injuries? Yes, but there's a level of, even though we understand the violent nature of the sport that part crossing that line is something that is still fresh right mm-hmm. it's like when even when you hear about a player losing life the 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 most graphic thing that i can say that you that i could think of is a neck injury right, right? it's like oh my god you know your neck injury is the severest you really don't think about a loss of life being wrapped inside of this sport. Mm -hmm. Um, But going back to emotions, man, I, I, again, I stood, I watched, I started listening uh, to the reports and I just, again, I was in prayer at that moment uh, because I, I wanted to, I wanted to not guess. I wanted accuracy in the moment. And so I wanted to keep myself in a place to not think one way or the other, but to let it take its course and to hear the reports as they came out. Uh, And I am happy with a lot of reporters who said, we just want to report with accuracy what is happening and not speculate. And that's what I went through. I didn't want to speculate the situation. Mm. Um, I just wanted to keep it like, Hey, let me keep myself in a place to just hear what's going on. And as we're going to get into the situation and how it was handled, uh, we're going to talk about, but my emotions was, you know, again, I leaned to Ryan Clark, where I think all of us went through a, not this right. A please don't let it be this, and you you wait to see what you see a lot of times is hey, what's the vitals? The thumb up, right? Move it, movement of limbs or something. Mm-hmm. And when when it went from five minutes to 10 minutes to 20 minutes, you started to realize, like, okay, there's something serious with this moment, and uh I think at that At that second, you realize that there's something greater than Bills versus Bengals or this versus this, all of that goes out the window. And you realize that these are grown men still playing a kid's game. And the ultimate thing is to be able to walk off the field, go home. And do it again. And whenever you're able to leave this field able to come back and do it again you've you've got another extension on on life so this just put things into perspective perspective and to value each and every day and second that you have even if you're not playing a sport you realize that time is not promised And so to value that That, that, moment—that—that—that was my reactions and emotions. What about you?
0: Wide range of emotions. I mean, the first reaction was definitely shock. Um, To your point, I think that you know it was uh, definitely a different vibe. Uh, You know, as they um, started to report on this um, injury, Uh, you know, we—I was literally watching it, had my eyes glued to the TV. Um, I saw uh T Higgins catch the ball over the middle, the uh you know bit of a shallow crossing route he caught. Um, you know they were giving him yeah giving pretty good decent cushion on the route. Mm-hmm. Um, so De- Demar comes up aggressively and tackles him, and I'm thinking okay, you know you know status quo, you know nothing major, uh you know to it he bounced right back up, you know, and as we tend to do when you make a good tackle, right? He bounce back up, your is you're pumping, you are ready to roll, and then you know he subsequently right you know, literally two seconds later, he passes right back out and I'm like, whoa, you know, and I'm thinking it's like, just like, you know, cause concussion has been a really big uh, point and sticking point for most people um, in the league this year. Um, mm-hmm. So it's all the situation and a bunch of others that, you know, we feel like, you know, when people have these, you know, type of moments, it's typically head and injury involved, but you know, and I, and I was, I was kind of taken aback because I was like, when I saw the tackle happen, I said, he landed, they both landed on his shoulders, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, when really that whole lot of head trauma uh, involved in this. You know, they didn't slam both of their heads on the, on the turf, or DeMar right. didn't, for that matter. Right. Uh, and he popped right back up and then I figured, like, you know, maybe you know, he popped back up and he, you know, it was too fast. You know, if you ever, you know... Disney, the rush. The, the rush, you know, kind of yeah. got to him. Um, you know, so when he, he was down, he stayed down. I was like, okay. Um, and then they cut the commercial and then they came back from the commercial and they still was, you know, didn't have a whole lot to say in regards to what was happening the, the uh-huh. whole entire crowd team both teams were crowded around them um then they went to commercial again they came back and then the, then the ambulance and the stretcher was out you mm-hmm. know they reported that and i'm like okay this is serious you know i was yeah. like you know and i still didn't think i, I was thinking more paralysis right things in nature because i mean you know if you recall the same on the same field ironically ryan Shazir got got temporarily paralyzed on this field mm-hmm. uh and on the Monday night football game ironically so you know, I mean, you almost feel like this particular field is cursed because I think, <laughs> right? I think, I think Antonio Brown got concussed and knocked out of the game mm-hmm. on the same field. Uh, Chazier, the Hamlin, and I think who was the fourth person that they they underscored? They got hurt on. I think it might have been Burfitt. Burfitt might have got hurt. And got, yeah, got, yeah,
1: yeah. Because so, he got. I think that's when Juju. Yeah, I think yeah. peeled back on him.
0: Right. So, so you're looking at you know a bunch of different incidents that happen on you know primetime football. Yep. You know, so it, it then, you know, then what really got me uh feeling in some kind of way about it is that when they said that they had to administer CPR. Yeah. You know, that's when really it really like why, I'm like, what happened? Because yeah, and and this is a quick story for you and I that you know that a lot a lot of people don't know if you were uh with us at the time, is that when we had to take CPR class for coaching, yep. yep. Um and you know, we 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 had to get certified with CPR and and I, I don't know if you remember me, tell, me telling the instructor, but I was like, you know, the CPR is one thing, you know, but to use the AED or the defibrillator, I was like, I hope I never have to do none of this because, yeah. you know, it, you know, for people that don't understand the, the ramifications of having to administer CPR on somebody in the stands or a player, you know, it means they're unresponsive. Yeah. So I immediately went to that because if, if you had to administer CPR to him on the field, it means he was unresponsive, yep. which is still kind of, you know, shocking to me because, again, it didn't look bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it looked like a routine play. Yep. You know, so, you know, that particular, you know, like, I'm like, how, how did it, how did this happen? What, I mean, what, what was the ramification? What was going on? You know, did something happen previously in a previous play that we didn't see because it was off camera? And yep. then the tackle at, compounded the situation and issue, and he ultimately was, you know, having to have this happen to him. So, you know, then they said, like I said, they said the CPR was first, and then they said they had to use the AED, and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I said, I said he was having a serious event on him, and then, they, then they broke the news and said they had to. They was trying to put him on the ambulance, and then they had to take him back off because they he he had him, he, he they didn't like where his post was. Right. So they had to take him back down, administer CPR again, get him then get him back on, and and then get him to the hospital. But mm-hmm. I'm with you, man. Um, you know, I I I, I um I had a saying earlier um uh, to a couple of buddies of mine. And I, was, I was saying to them that I. Don't understand how or why, but it seems like to me that the most important jobs in America, or the most jobs that we have in this country, are the least paid. Yeah, because yeah, first responders, EMTs, police officers, Mm -hmm. teachers—you know—they all are woefully underpaid. You know, and I'm not even sitting here saying they're not paid; they can't survive off their income or their salary. Because I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying that no matter what they're being paid, it's not enough. It's Nine. not. It's not enough. None. It's not enough because right. because the amount stuff they have to deal with in crisis and trauma, and they do it on a regular basis. And to your point, them have them practicing you know techniques and procedures so they can move and act and and not have to think about what they need to do just 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 because you literally have seconds. You know, somebody's mm-hmm. life is in the balance. You have seconds to react and react properly because if you don't, somebody could die. Right. You know, and and you have to if you're in that field, you have to take this serious, and they do. You know so again whatever they are being paid because I'm not I, I don't know the wage and I don't know what it is but whatever it is it's not enough. Mm, no, not. Total, those particular positions in those particular areas should be the highest paid positions in, in uh in America. Like they would those should rank high. It shouldn't be an IT person or a businessman should be making those making book dollars an hour. It should be first responders, EMTs, you know, uh trauma surgeons. I mean who you name anybody has to deal with this process in a in a in a hospital that deals with you know trauma on a regular basis. The Trauma. What do they call it? a trauma one center? Yeah, call it. So yep. anybody has to deal with a level trauma level one trauma center. Yeah, you if you're working at a level one trauma center, if you're being paid to work there, you should be highest paid in the medical yep. field. For sure, for
1: yep. sure.
0: So yeah, I mean, it was it was it was just rough, man. I mean, you know, because like I said, it's it's one of those things where you know we've seen and done uh, a lot. You know, in, in the football field, in the football world, you know, we played, you know, we've both been injured. You know, like I said, I, I was carted off, you know, um, with a knee injury in high school, you know, and that wasn't fun. You right. know, I <laughs> didn't you know that making, you know, just for the simple fact that made such a fuss, you know, about it. You yep. know, I literally had to drive the ambulance on the field, you know, similar, similar to what they had to do with him. So I've experienced that, mm-hmm. and you know, having to, you know, make, take that, you know, which seems like a forever trip to the hospital know those down the street. It's 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 crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And then for somebody to be so woefully injured like DeMar was or is at the moment, you know, it's just it's just a rough feeling, man. It really is. And I don't I don't I don't, uh, I, don't um, I guess you can say uh, speak highly enough of people that have uh, that have to the, the deal with this on a day to day basis. Because, you know, we, again, it's a thankless job. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you know, I I think anybody really understands for sure what it takes to be somebody in the medical field that has to deal with a level one trauma like that. And, you know, I, like I said, I give them all the, all the praise and all the kudos in the world, man. Cause they definitely, you know, saved, you know, DeMar in that moment because like I said, a split second wrong or split second, you know, not, you know, being, understanding the, the ramification of the moment could have went completely left for him.
1: Yeah. They gave him a fighting chance.
0: They did. They did. Yeah. And, you know, and seeing the news come out slowly but surely out through the night because, you know, I was I was so shook up about it, man. Like, like, it's just I just had to see something positive about him before I could really go to bed last night. And, you know, to the point where, you know, his uh his marketing rep came out and said that, you know, he was now, you know, his breathing was better. He was, you know, I think it was at that point he was 50 50 with the ventilator, things of that nature. So he was improving. So that was good news. So I could finally, you know, take some solace in the fact that he was better, mm-hmm. you know, because I mean, you know, this is a kid that, that does this love playing football. You know, and his dream was playing football, and he is, you know, listening to and reading his story, man, you know, knowing that he's a six-round pick from Pittsburgh. You know, he had offers to go other places and leave the state, but he didn't want to leave the state because he wanted to be around his family and stay home for his brothers so his brothers wouldn't get into trouble. Yep. Um, you know, and given the opportunity because uh, Michael Hyde went down with injury, started every game, second in the team in tackles. I mean, just, just that's the heartwarming true NFL story right there man yeah you know it's just the end is something something somebody you can get behind
1: yeah yeah
0: man and I I just hope and pray you know I've I've said countless prayers you know up to this point I'm gonna say a few more you know so I know for sure that he is you know on the up and up that you know he pulls through this man because you know it's it's a lot of uh you know people in this world that don't have the heart and mind that he has you know, and you know, I don't wish you know harm on anyone, but you know, we need more good people like him to be around. Is my point, and all that. Oh yeah, oh, we need yeah. more good people around here like him. You know, because you know, just him starting a toy drive when he was in college, and like yes, it's being a really family-oriented person. And and I and this is one big thing I want to uh, point out to people that didn't really you know, because so much going on is something I pay attention to in detail. Is that when it comes to football players, you know, they're You know they—they are—it's a real big time brotherhood. And when somebody is in distress, and is people are visibly emotional about it, that means they love that person. That's one of their guys. Yeah. And I I pay attention to what Tre White was going through, what Jordan Poyer was going through. You know, what uh, what uh, Josh Allen, Stephon, Stephon Davis was going through. That you know, just to see the DBs, his position guys going, what they were—they were inconsolable. Like Tre White and Jordan Poyer were inconsolable. Yeah. I was trying to hold back to his Stefan Diggs couldn't go back to his, you know, so that, that lets me know that, you know, he was, that was one of their guys and they, they valued him as a good human being, a good person and a great teammate. You yeah. know? So I think that's one of the things that we can't let go, let slip and understand that this is a really good man that, you know, is falling on hard times and we can do nothing, but pick him up, pray for him and, and be there for him in his time of need. So, yeah, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just rough, man. Like I said, it's, and it's one of those things where we never, you know, have, you know, you don't think about it. Yes, it's a violent game, you know, but, you know, most of you think about is concussions and paralysis. And those probably the worst things we've ever seen, you know, Eric Gardner and, um, you know, being paralyzed on the field. I, I was, uh, unfortunately a witness to that. Um, I was, it was a receiver, I feel like it was a receiver that was paralyzed back in the day. Um, it might have been for him. He might have played for the Lions. They were talking about him earlier. You know, he was paralyzed on the field and things of that nature. The
1: Temple, the young man that played for Temple that hurt his neck. The young yeah. man that played for Tulane yeah. that mm-hmm. hurt his neck. So right. we've seen we've yeah, seen the rough paralysis. Lions, yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah, we talked about him earlier, BC. You know, so we, we definitely have seen some traumatic things, you know, but we never thought that, you know, it could get to the point. Now, we understand it's a violent game, but we just never, ever – you know, I don't know if it's one of those things you just kind of feel comfort in it because you've never seen it, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things you just really can aren't prepared to see somebody go through a life or death situation and, and playing a no. game that like like football. Yeah. You know, so you know, I'm just hoping that this particular situation is a freak accident, you know, and you know, and he gets through this and he's able to uh you know come come back and, and smile again and and be um you know live a full life. You know, I think that's yeah. the biggest thing that I can take away from it, but you know, but I want to say for sure, man, that um, you know, getting into the idea of of the uh, how things were handled, you know, because mm-hmm. we see the EMTs, you know, handled it well. You know, they were Johnny on the spot. They were right there. They, you know, they did everything possible, and he was in the, he got the best care that he could possibly get. Yeah, um, you know, but um, but in regards to how you know the overall temperature of the uh room was, you know, and how the NFL and the teams handled it, you know, so what was your thoughts? on that particular uh, idea and how, how things went you know, down and, you know, the whole ultimate decision to not play the game and things of that nature, the,
1: the, the surrounding moments about it. How did you feel about that? Um, so one thing I, as our listeners hear this, that I want to make sure that we clear up for accuracy. Uh, mm. It is, if you was watching, there's a there was a report that came out about hey they're gonna take five minutes figure out what to do if they're All gonna right. play again right mm-hmm. and that had a lot of people up in airs including myself now uh, Troy Vincent you know other NFL high level reps have vehemently denied that right. that was ever. Mm -hmm. Um, something that came down from the NFL front office of the situation. So I want to make sure that we clear that up for anyone that listens that, that from the NFL, that was never passed down. So Mm -hmm. how it was stated, I don't, you know, people may be trying to feel Mm -hmm. the situation. And again, we have to remember This has never been dealt with before. So so it's definitely a
0: precedent situation. Definitely exactly.
1: And this is a moment of grace, right? Mm -hmm. Because on one hand, be very cautious when it's a first time ever. You don't practice this, right? And so there's a certain amount of how would you when you've never been through it, right? It's like saying you've never been. Uh, you never experienced a house fire when you have family members in there. And mm. so people are like, well, you should have, this is not a moment to armchair quarterback and which is why we have to be very careful of jumping to conclusions and you have to have some patience to talk about facts, right? Mm. Uh, so to clear that up, now here's where I do take issue In the situation, Mm -hmm. and this is after the fact of hearing that there was no five-minute rule. Mm -hmm. In the in the face of ambiguity and no clarity, people fill in the situation with what they think is most right. When there's no communication and direction of steps, people start to fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. the missing gaps with what they think. And that's why I think some people were getting upset. Now, me watching it, when I was hearing it, I did get perturbed because I was like, this is a moment. And I want to give credit to Sean McDermott and um Ryan Staley, because again, like you, I'm a person that's reading the room. Mm-hmm. When I'm looking at, sean mcdermott and kudos to him great coaches Mm -hmm. great coaches build brotherhoods they make sure teams are that you know the person to your left you know the person to your right and it's more than just coming to the facility and going home players start to become brothers and know kids family members um you know, the, the the one person's son or child m- may look up to a Josh Allen and Josh Allen takes time with him. And they remember that when they get older, they start, they hang out. You see like the brotherhood between Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen, the bromance, right? Um, the great coaches do that. They build that connective sinew with, They make sure that players are not just players, but they are family.
0: Mm. And
1: so you could see that. Now, when looking at Sean McDermott and Staley, I don't think even if the NFL – Zach Taylor? uh,
0: Zach uh, Taylor. Taylor, Taylor,
1: I don't think if the NFL had gave clearance that they would have played. I think they would have, nope, we're not doing it. Just from reading their body language.
0: Yeah, no matter what the NFL said, they were going to be like, we're not playing. Yeah. Yeah. And Just I agree true. with that. I, yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. I think that, that, yeah, that you you might have been okay with it anyway, but regardless of that, we're not taking the field. We're I think not that, playing. I think that yeah. was a message that was given when they took them to the locker room. Yeah. Because when they, when, when he was, when he was finally, uh, taken to the hospital and, and like, you know, what, probably about five or 10 minutes after that, they told, they walked the, I think Zach Taylor walked over to Sean McDermott and they had a quick discussion and they both just like, are we going to go to the locker room try to compose ourselves and get ourselves together and, you know, kind of, you know, you know, you know, bring everybody, you know, together and, you know, try to talk, you know, talk through these emotions. Yeah. I Yeah, so I definitely agree with you that in that regard. So, yeah. And now, yeah, BC, I agree too, man. C Higgins is going through it, you know, because, you know, it's just, just being, no, it's not his fault, obviously, you know, that's definitely an obvious point. But you know, just to be, just to have the person be involved in that, it makes you feel bad. Like you know, yes. it's you know, you can be innocent bystander, but if somebody gets hurt near you, you still feel a kind of, you feel some kind of way. Yep. You know, yep. so especially with how how you know detrimental his health was after they had a collision. Yep. Oh so, yeah, and I definitely feel like T. Higgins is going through it, and a bunch of other Bengals. Because I mean, I give the Bengals uh, the players, the coaches, and the organization a lot of credit. Um, of course, the Bills are going to rally and ride for their guy, and that's no, yeah. that's not a question at all. But the Bengals showing up for him as well. Fans that were at the game showing up to the to uh, the hospital, yep. you know, giving Bengals uh, fans like Bengals, being there, yeah, Bengals fans being there, them them all circling around praying with Bills fans, you know, yep. showing solidarity. That was that was excellent, man. Yep, was excellent, yep. man. So they definitely showed a lot of love for him, and I hope that you know all that love can manifest in him having a clean bill of health at the end of this, man. Because yeah. I really think that you know we all pulling for him. You know, I mean, there are some detractors out there. You know, people, you know, blaming vaccinations and, 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 uh, you know, talking about the game and worrying about how the game's going to be played and worrying about the fantasy team.
1: All that stuff is irrelevant, man. Yeah. All yeah this is not irrelevant. the time. That's not the time. That's, really again, is. as a lot of people said, and, and Booger McFarlane and Ryan Clark both said this, this is not, we're worried about life right it's now. Life it's definitely. not about football. It is it's about not about right fantasy. Who cares, no, who cares about, about this now that's where i said give grace because i i wanted to give some grace to the nfl because partly you don't know there there's more to it right that has to be involved so it's it's a it's a piece of that that is like wait a minute they've never dealt with this so there's some phone calls have to be made and that takes time Mm. i got upset at first with the fact of how are you even thinking about playing football i said to myself this is where leadership steps in this is where thinking about people supersedes money and the moment right Mm -hmm. i'm going to live and die in this moment with we're not playing yeah. I'm not even going to oh, leave yeah. it. I'm I, not even going to leave it to a coach's care. decision.
0: I, I don't care why I, I order your opinion on that. We're yep. not playing this game. It's, it's we're not, not playing. Not I'm not calling playing it right game. now. Yeah, we're I mean, we're yeah, not it,
1: playing. It's
0: done. I mean, there's no there's no way. What you're going to do, what you're going to set yourself up for is this, that people's emotions are going to be so ripped apart that you're going to mess around and have somebody else hurt. Yeah. Because they are not going to be focused and, and, and locked in playing football anymore. They're yep. more worried about their mind is not here in at that moment. Their mind is at the hospital. Yep. You know, so you rightly so that you have to understand. And I, I to your point, I give Zach Taylor and Sean McDermott a heap of a lot of credit. You know, the fact that they understood that, you know, because, you know, in certain things past, like you said, we've seen, and the guy's name is uh, Daryl Stingley, by the way. He used to play for the Patriots. Okay. He was paralyzed on the field. But that we've seen people paralyzed. You've seen people rip up knees. You've seen people, you know, have concussion moments and things like that. where they literally have to be carted off the field for, for a number of reasons. And we still played on, right? You know, but in this particular moment, in this particular, you, know, you understand that's, you know, it was part of the, you know, I don't want to I don't want to sound crass or sound insensitive, but people treat it as it's part of the job. Right. Right. You know, but in the same breath, you know, knowing that it's the ramification of the situation, understanding that this particular situation is unprecedented. You've never seen it before. We deeply and immensely care about this man. And you understand that that no matter what you do and what you say at this moment, people are not going to be focused on football. And football is a type of sport and a type of game. You know, if you're not a completely and utterly aware of this, if you're not completely 100 locked into it, you don't even even playing it. Yeah, you can't play football half you, speed. No, you can't do it. You can't. You can't. Your mind got to be completely and utterly locked in. That's one of the biggest and most teaching points that we drill into kids' heads early on. Is that you have to be completely and utterly locked in at football. Nothing else matters at that point. You step in between them lines. Only thing that matters is that is that is that football and what we got to do with it. And if you're not focused on that, if you all th- your other things on your mind, you need to go sit down because yeah. you'll get yourself or somebody else hurt because you're not 100 focused on football. And yeah,
1: speed.
0: Yeah, I agree that the Bengals showed that extreme amount of class. That I mean, yes. they a one class effort from with the, the, their fans, their organization, their owners, you know, their coaches. You know, clearly, you know, Bills Mafia always show up for their folks. And I, you yeah. know, I don't want to overshadow that, but we know. When it comes down to it, it's one of those things where you know that Bill Mafia gonna ride for each other. Oh, yeah, you know, we're gonna yeah. jump on the table, a strong fan and we're gonna base. ride and we're gonna ride for each other. We're gonna be down for each other. We're gonna travel, we're gonna be down for our team no matter where they are. So, we know Bill's Mafia is, is, that, is that for a reason. So, yeah, but I, mean, I was too
1: impressed. It was two good fan bases that was yes. there that night, yes. right? Yes. Now, that's again going back before, to, before you
0: said I did want to say one more thing, and okay. it, did, it also showed the 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 true heart and class of people the class of people that oh, were there yeah. because yeah. you know you know like i said it was unprecedented moment and the people didn't even think about it they just nope. automatically just snapped and reacted that we got to be there for him and we got to yeah. pray for him we got to you know show solidarity and support for him and that shows the, the, of the world showed up exactly thank you exactly that showed yeah. that hearts and the minds were in the right place in that in, in that moment
1: yeah and 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 like i said With understanding that this is a first time ever event, again, my criticism, if you want to call it that, is that I wish there would have been more direct leadership of, look, put this one on me. We're not Mm -hmm. playing. We're not going to the coaches. Mm -hmm. We're not going to thinking about this. Once the report of what's the medical situation Mm -hmm. with that level Of dire straits, Mm -hmm. and then especially watching this game. Mm -hmm. Hey, this is me, y'all don't have to worry about it. We're not playing, right? Because the primary focus is this health. We'll Mm -hmm. figure out everything else later, but we're not playing. I don't, Mm -hmm. again, coaches, I'm not going to put it in your hands. You don't have to worry about it. Players, not putting it in your hands. You Don't well, have to worry about it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna allow you, like you said, going mm-hmm. back to the fact that I want you mentally mm-hmm. in a place that if you go back out there now, you're going to be again looking at this tackle. This is not oh, it was a freak, this is a regular play and over and over. over everyday right?
0: thing, no everyday thing. Yep,
1: now the thing that I will say, and I'm hoping that it happens is this is where you start making calls and it was said last night. They are, they are professionals getting on planes. Mm -hmm. You don't have an option. We're going to present people to be in front of you. So you can talk about it as BC says, grief counselors, counselors. counselors. because if you know of a thing called, um, um, it's, it's almost life remorse. When Mm. you see people that are in car wrecks or something, they start asking the question, why did I live? And they pass away. Mm. T Higgins, you know, what did I do? Mm. Right. Why did I drop my head? Why did Mm -hmm. I do this? That's the type of no matter what you, you want people mentally go through. Could I have did something different? You know, and, and that's weight that a person has to deal with as well. The other person, people forget too, yeah. T. Higgins is involved in this. Mm-hmm. He's the player, and I just remember hearing, uh, I remember, a, uh, and I think it was the the, the defensive player that hurt uh, Stingley. Mm-hmm. He could not play football anymore because he grieved so much right. that he right. took this game away from it, even though he was like, Hey, I didn't go into it like that. I didn't mean he still was unable to remorse. recover remorse. that remorse yeah. of mm-hmm. I paralyzed a player, right? right? I'm hoping the NFL does right and sends people mm-hmm. to the moment um to to help people get over this grief and just to talk. Now, again, it's a first ever moment. A lot of things after it, I think they did very well. Meaning, mm. hey, we're going to do this press conference. We're not going to talk about his health. Only thing we will tell you is these points. Mm. We're going to leave everything else off. I think they were sensitive to the moment after it happened. I think they, they, they had some good people understanding how to read the room. Yeah. And saying that this is not the moment that we allow money to be in the forefront of our decision. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to do what's best for business, which is we're settling this. We're going to be very cautious of what we say. We're going to be very cautious of what's perceived. And we're going to err on the side of caution. And we're not going to say too much if it's not about, um, no, we're going to direct the conversation, and this is mm-hmm. all we're going to say. We're going to be respectful of the family, we're going to be respectful of the situation in America and globally. Seeing this, we're mm-hmm. going to get this one right, yeah. And so, I think they did a good job there. Uh, again, I think Ryan Clark. And Scott Van Pelt were the perfect people in that moment.
0: Uh God
1: America. Moment. And everybody watching, especially in a time where people mm-hmm. want to pull and 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 hang on every word. Mm-hmm. Ryan and Scott, this is one of the times where you be, and because you know your words are going to be captured forever on social media, mm-hmm. how. They handled it. You can't look at that or pull back words or dissect and say, oh, well, they should have. The way they, uh, the way Scott interviewed, the way Ryan responded, the perspective he gave from a player and a person that's gone through um, a sickle cell moment that mm-hmm. was dire Gross. and and the way he brought our perspective back with emotional intelligence, again, amazing job kudos to them uh and and as bc said uh not only t higgins getting help but the bingles and bills both first class organizations and handling it the coaches the way they came to the field uh to the middle and talked to each other how hmm. he you know came across to McDermott and yeah. talked to him and mm-hmm. checked in with him, the players walking, the players circling the situation as if to build a shield around mm-hmm. him. Again, this is the beauty, even though it was tragic, this is the beauty of football um, and how great a team um, can come together. And we got to see how the locker room and I remember a coach and I Herm Edwards even said this Sundays sat Fridays Saturdays Sundays and Mondays are some of the greatest moments mm-hmm. because everything is purple right this is where your background what I don't all of that gets put down for 3 hours on sundays three hours of a game because Mm -hmm. at that moment is united nations everybody's switzerland right and we got to see that and again the Bengals fans showing up to the hospital the vigil the vigil uh even stefan diggs taking an uber and pretty much getting Mm -hmm. there and being like um you're not keeping me out of this I hospital. I need to be there
0: for my teammate. Yep. Yeah,
1: I got I need to be there for my teammate. The mm-hmm. outpouring of support again, the GoFundMe now as we said this pre-game up to 5 million dollars and mm-hmm. to speak to Demar, sometimes we forget that there's a lot of great things being done by athletes that go unheard and unknown. Yeah the support he was giving to youth football uh, mm-hmm. organizations, the toy drives that he was doing. Mike Tomlin saying, I've known this young man from 12 years old in the Pittsburgh yeah. uh, area at, since he played at the university, of P- I've known him since he was 12 and he has been giving back since I've known him. Mm-hmm. Right. Even doing that in college and just a picture. Yeah. So in one way uh post, and getting more information, I think the NFL handled it. I just had in the moment, I that's the moment that I I wish that we would have saw just more direct leadership and taking it out of the hands, mm. regardless of anything, and saying, Nope, I just want all y'all to know we'll figure everything else out. We're done. Okay. Take care of what, but again, that's that's nick picking, and that was my original thought when I was thinking like five minutes and we're trying to figure out if we're going to play or not. Mm. But when it came back out that, Hey, this never came down and I'm taking them at their word. Mm. My, my energy changed because I realized that, okay, if they never said it, then what they were going through was probably at the same time. What's the situation? What is happening? And just because I didn't see it doesn't mean that there weren't things working in the background I and mean, you're dealing with the first ever. And they probably were getting phone calls of, mm-hmm. okay, what hospital, uh, what's going on, what's happened. Give us reports because they're back at New York, right? In mm-hmm. that sense, you're having to make those phone calls. And because we didn't see it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. So, um, this is the NFL got this one. Um, pretty, pretty spot on. Again, with the first ever situation, what's your thoughts on it?
0: Yeah, I, I and I that. haven't
1: heard Bart Scott's comments. Yeah,
0: well, I, I did, and I'm actually, um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I didn't see the tweet, but I saw the, I saw the video about okay. it. And um, so, well, let's let's take a quick break, and, okay. uh, and I'm, I'm gonna brief you on it real quick, and then we'll okay. come back. We'll we'll address that um, in particular short order because it was very interesting, and I'm I'm kind of shocked that Bart Scott had these comments in all honesty. Oh, so. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, Don't yeah, on, I mean, in the moment, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. we'll take a quick break, and uh, we'll we'll come back, uh, and we'll discuss that topic, BC. So, we'll be right back.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I just I just read what Bart Scott said. Yeah, yeah,
0: we're back, we're back. Oh man, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm glad BC brought it up because that kind of stuck my mind. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's I, it, I I just had to shake my head. I really did. Um, Bart Scott, for those that don't know, uh, basically put the onus on the, uh, what happened to Demar Hamlin on T Higgins. Yep. And that uh now he also quoted some unfounded uh rules that he said that you're not supposed to lower your head. The NFL wasn't enforcing it. He lowered his head and he he basically burrowed into Hamlin and in and, an and attempt to try to hurt it, which is it's completely unfounded, completely classless, and completely utterly uh, out of place to say. Um, like I said, I'm very shocked in that moment because I've seen so many players that have so much empathy and concern for. DeMar, that he would say something like that on Stephen A. Smith's show first take. Right. So, the, in that particular situation, I'm just like, come on, Bart. Like, you know, wh- whether you've been known for saying controversial things or not, it's just one of those things where you should honestly and truly understand the moment. You know, and if you don't know, if you're not sure what to say, don't, don't say, say anything. anything at all. Don't say anything. You know, that's just my- stay answer. quiet. Just stay quiet. Kind of, you know, take the moment in when you feel like you had the right thing to say and, and, and the just thing to say didn't speak on that moment. Don't tweet Skip Bayless. Don't speak Bar Scott when you don't have anything in the moment to say that's proper. Right. You know, it's one thing, you know, mama told me a long time ago, you got boy, you got two ears and one mouth. You should listen twice as much as you talk. Right. Yep. So you should understand that that's, that's the way you're made up and that's the way you should operate in life. Right. You know, listen, take the information and understand what's going on. Say things, say positive things, say prayers for this man, uplift this man, but don't, that, don't condemn T Higgins. Don't you know underscore or or belittle the in situ- situation by placing blame on T Higgins. That's not it's not T Higgins' fault. Yeah. I mean, come on now. You know you he's a defender. That's why I'm so shocked by it. He's a defender. Yeah. He knows you know we know how operate uh, offensive players operate. And yeah. just just to, to say something classic like you buried bur- burrowed your head into my chest and the tissue trying to hurt me is just ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. There's that's no way he true. could have known in that moment that, 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 that he was trying to do anything, you know, nefarious to, to DeMar. And I, I just don't believe no. it. I just don't no. believe it.
1: No, so and, and that, and that's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. That, that,
0: that situation did this. It irked me. I'm just like, come on now. And then yeah. I just, I just throw that into a bucket of people that's, you know, saying classes things at the moment, you know, cause she's for the 90% of people that were in solidarity and, and praying for, for DeMar, he's always that 10% of people that always got something negative, or something to say, or try to jump on a on moment to try to make themselves important, to say the wrong thing to make people pay attention to them. Yeah. So that's that's one of those things where I'm just like, I'm I'm the only thing I'm shocked by is Stevie Day. Smith didn't immediately check, you know, Bar Scott me, like, you know what? You're completely off base and you're completely wrong in this, you know, and you need to atone for what you said. That's the only thing I didn't I didn't like. But for what Bart, well, Bart said it was completely off base. I don't I do not like it. Yeah. Was your thought?
1: And and there's always one. Right. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a thing that says. There's a quote that says, "Just because you write don't make you right." And there's moments where you get people get caught up in wanting to get their fifteen minutes of fame. Mm-hmm. That the the connection between their brain and mouth and the filter that hangs between there. Mm-hmm isn't filtering and they end up vomiting something that makes you say, what did you, what did you just say? And as you said, that's one of the moments that is like, hold on, Slim, what? Because again, T Higgins is going through it. Even if you had a valid point, this is still someone who's going through their own emotional situation. Mm -hmm. This is not, To throw sand on a person or throw dirt on a person that's in a ditch, right? Right. This is not the moment. Even if you had valid information, and that was that's like saying, "Oh, well, a boxer who hit somebody, and now this person is in a tremor or going through some situation." You're like, (laughs) "Oh, well, he's been a dirty boxer." Hold on, man. That's. This is not the time. It's this not. is not the moment it's to not. say that when that person is dealing with their own situation, mm-hmm. and emotionally feeling that right. But like you said, there's. N- I just do not believe it that there's someone that's like what my goal is is to send this w- person into ventricular fibrillation mm-hmm. and cause a cardiac arrest. I want to hit them so hard that I create a heart attack now Ryan Clark said this as well we say things on the football field right I want you to I'll run through them kill them mm-hmm. you know but that's in jest yeah that is not literally what we want anyone when we're coaching them to do and this is the moment I that's got it.
0: like I got it right he knows here and contacts coming so he lowers his helmet and you can't get underneath him. So he's able to a replay it. Hold on.
1: Intentionally. Right. What exactly did T Higgins do last night to Hamlin? Well, right, right before the tackle, he lowers his helmet. and He kind of throws his body into his chest. He's standing up because he's thinking he's got to take check, chase T Higgins at an angle to make a tackle. So he didn't expect T Higgins to launch his body back into him. You know, it's one of those things. A lot of times you sit as a linebacker, uh, un- unblocked, you
0: know, unengated un- in- in- um, running back comes through the hole. And he knows that contact's coming, so he lowers his helmet and you can't get underneath him. So he's able to get into you and your chest is exposed.
1: So they they've they taken that out of the game, but they don't really regulate it as much as possible. I, I, I expect the league will be a lot more vigilant when it comes to that and using that penalty. Right. See, <laughs> that's, that's 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 a moment. I think I think his I think the 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 little spirit on his shoulder mm-hmm. went into a Bill Dukes moment and uh-huh. say, you know, you just effed up, right? Right, you, right. You know what you're saying is dumb as hell. Right. right? Yeah. It's like literally to me. Now again, I could be as he was saying it, I think there's a moment that it was, what the hell are you saying right yeah, now? Right, right? right. Because here's the other thing that I read about, and this happened in hockey. Mm. Uh, for anyone that's listening, what they're thinking. Uh, happen is an actual condition. uh It's spelled C O M M O T I O Yeah, I heard right? about that. Yeah, I heard yeah, about. Yeah, where mm. and and I remember this that kids were going through. There was a moment in school where, when kids were playing, the, I don't know if you remember, Coach, the the knockout game where mm. kids were putting their hands behind their back. And mm-hmm. there was this pushing on your chest to make kids pass out. pass out. But there was also this thing called heart-punching people yeah. to make them pass out mm-hmm. where they were hitting kids. Kids were hitting each other in the chest. And what that would cause is a momentary um, shock that would have kids pass out. Well, they're saying that what the thing about this is if you hit someone at the right time with the heart going through its moment, you can incite a, a situation where the heart goes into basically creates a heart attack because mm. you throw off the the the, the, rhythm. the, the, the rhythm of mm. the heart. Mm. Again, if you look at the play, and I've watched the video, this is one of those. Hamp Damar is coming forward. T. Higgins is coming forward. He goes to wrap T. Higgins up and the hit happen. And again, if in the right moment, the right amount of force connects.
0: Well, I would say wrong moment, but yeah. Wrong, in wrong moment. moment. Yeah. If it
1: happens, because again, when I did the research, this has happened in hockey and the person. Actually came back in I think eighteen months and had a very success eight to nine more years playing right, yeah, yeah. but he took a hockey puck hit him in the chest right. and created something very similar. But to hear Bart Scott and this is where we're like you're in the fraternity of football. You know what happens in football. Yes, it's violent, but at no point. Does one football player go into another saying, I want to take this game away from you? Literally, Mm -hmm. no. And this is where you're going. I was like, what are you doing, Bart, in saying this? You can be controversial, but there's moments like this. I don't
0: think it's time to be controversial when
1: it's somebody not in, this time. Time. Not in this yeah, time, not in this, especially the way Ryan Clark handled it. Just repeat yeah, what gonna Ryan understand. said. Just, exactly. just don't talk. Right. Just, you know, Hey, I, um, I wish the best. I I'm praying and mm-hmm. it's a dire situation. And just repeat the narrative, but you, you wanting to separate yourself and make us people are like, dude. what? And again, I agree with you on this. This is a moment when we stop, dude. What did you just say? No, we're going yeah. to commercial break. Yeah, no, we're we going need, to commercial yeah. break right now. And but Stephen A. has been
0: been known for checking people with the door when they when they talk about things that are completely and utterly unfounded. And I'm, right. just, I'm very surprised and very shocked they didn't do it in that moment because exactly. that was that was that was insane. It was ludicrous to to hear him say that that anything in that regard that T Higgins was in, intensely trying to injure Demar. I don't think that's, that's the case at all. Right. You know, I mean, because you get to see the remorse and even the tweets that T. Higgins had to say right directly after the moment how bad he felt because he was just involved with it. And I'll go back to our points earlier about the idea of just because you know you were involved in it, you was no malice involved. I wasn't intentionally trying to hit this person or be involved in the accident or, or cause him any harm. But the fact that you're simply there makes you have be remorseful, and that's where T. Right. is laying at right now. And right. why you mentioned that the idea that he needs grief counseling, just like everybody else is going to need grief counseling because he was involved in it. He felt yep. like if I didn't, if I could have did something differently, he wouldn't be laying in the hospital
1: right now. Yeah. You know, if I would have turned, if I would have right. not did, you know, did the, right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: In a moment, you you know, I mean, it's nothing he could have done. It's nothing, you know, yeah. nothing, nothing, nothing he could have done, but I'm sure he's questioning himself that he did something slightly different. He could have prevented DeMar from getting hurt. So, yep. That, that, that's where he lies at. That what Bart is talking about is completely ludicrous. And I, I don't, it's no place for that. Like yeah. I said, it's always that 10% of people that, you know, want to have a contrarian opinion for the sake of having a contrarian opinion. Yeah. It's just one of those things where you just don't understand the gravity of the situation and you just got to speak on it when you don't need to be. Exactly. You know, that's my problem with the whole situation. So, Barbara's completely, utterly off base on it. I'm glad BC brought it up because it needed to be talked about. And, quite honestly, man, you know, I think that he needs to, uh, you know, you know, I want to say, I'm, I'm not going to say he needs to utter some type of apology, but he needs to come out and say that, you know, what's, what the what the important points of this situation is, and that's to focus on DeMar. Not yeah. to, to focus on, you know, what caused it or how.
1: Or NFL DeMar. rule about yeah. how they're not
0: yeah.
1: yeah. uh, refereeing this situation.
0: Yeah. It's like everybody else is talking about, you know, DeMar, so I got to talk about something different. I, I want to be yeah. different in the situation, and I'm going to talk about what T. Higgins did. That's just, uh, it's insane to me. Yeah. It's insane yeah. to me, so I, I don't get it. I don't get it, but. Like I said, you know, we're going to pray and, and hope and, you know, and we're definitely going to pull our support and now pull our resources together to, uh, you know, uh, hope that DeMar has a speedy recovery. Um, I think I see a tweet earlier that uh, he is uh, doing even better now with his breathing than he was last night. So yeah. that's positive. So I definitely want to uh, share that news if anybody hasn't been paying attention to that. So he's definitely uh, progressing in, in, in a positive light. So we're definitely happy about that. And we just hope and pray that he continues on that upward trajectory and gets better and we can see him, uh, you know, and he can respond to the world and let him know that he's ultimately going to pull through from this. So I think that's where we want to get to at this point. And that will give us all some uh, sense of relief, you know, for sure. Yeah. I think that's one thing that he's definitely, uh, we're looking forward to him getting back to the point where he could, uh, you know, get it to the upward trajectory. He can, you know, start to focus and move on his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I'm glad you put that up, too, because if you haven't um, and you're able to, you know, donate to his toy drive, uh, he definitely um, has gotten a lot of res- uh, loving and thankful response. He has a GoFundMe up there right now. Uh, I will post the link on my Twitter at even So my name. As you can see, I will post it, repost it on my Twitter tonight. So definitely uh, donate if you can to his toy drive. Uh, just to, if nothing else, just show the support and that you're thinking about him, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, we're going to keep it and keep that man in our prayers and our thoughts until he's definitely 100 percent healthy. Yep. Yep. All right. So, yeah. So um, for the last few minutes of the show, man, let's talk a little, try to talk a little football. You yeah. know, <laughs> I mean, we spend a lot of time on tomorrow, rightfully so. You know, um, you know, no problem. BC. Any anytime, man. Like I said, you know, lawyers, loyalists to the show, man, anybody that has any thoughts in in, in, in perspective they want to give, we can talk about it, man. It's just yeah. it's just a coming together moment here. Um, today, you know, we, you know, we just want to speak and, and give, uh, Damar the time and the light that we're trying to, you know, breathe into him. Um, you know, and for him to be able to get better, man. So, um, but you know, but in just talking to NFL, um, there's one topic, uh, that we wanted to broach, um, NFL wise, cause we are getting close to the playoffs. Um, and we, you and I, you know, prior to what happened to Demar, we were discussing in large space about this uh, quarterback conundrum that's been going on. Right. <laughs> right. Um, it's, it's it's something weird happening in uh in, in different facets uh, when it comes down to the quarterback position, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, speaking about Lamar Jackson, speaking about Derek Carr and Carson Wentz, they've all gone through some, you know, drastic changes in their in their life when they when it comes down to the quarterback play in the right. last couple of weeks, right? I mean, three or four weeks, right? So Lamar Jackson hasn't hasn't played since he uh, uh sprained his knee, TV, you know, yep. he injured his knee. Derek Carr was recently benched for Jared Stenham. Mm-hmm. Uh Carson Wentz was recently elevated to starting again over Taylor Heineke uh to try to give the team an air quote boost going into the playoffs, right? So, you know, all these things in large Space have backfired. Yes. Uh, in in, in large Space, um, starting with Lamar Jackson. So you and I both just talked about Lamar Jackson and and uh, we want to basically, you know, give our thoughts on what what he's planning to do here, because I would, I really, truly feel like if he was playing at this moment, you know, especially Sunday night, they would have won that game. Yeah. So, oh yeah. So, do you think I'm? I'm gonna ask this question for? Do you think that he's he's hurt to the point where he can't play, or is he hedging his bet because of his contract?
1: Yes. I think two things can be right. (laughs) Right. It can be true. Uh, I I do believe in this. I do believe that if he wouldn't have got injured, he would have been playing. So I don't think he would, he would have thrown the season, Mm -hmm. but I think it's convenient right now Mm -hmm. for leverage. Right. 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 You know, Mm -hmm. again, there are moments. uh, There are moments that you can take advantage of an opportunity Mm-hmm. And I believe that there's a little bit of realness that has hit Lamar where it's like, wait a minute, when you have an injury like this and you get what I call clarity, mm-hmm. you're like, hold on. Now, I was playing, going out here to bet on me. Mm-hmm. I have this injury. Now let me reflect for a second.
0: Well, you also got to realize this back-to-back injury because he had a season end injury last season.
1: All right. Yep. And Mm -hmm. so now you do both. It's Mm -hmm. like, hey, Ravens, look at what you have offensively without me,
0: Mm -hmm. right?
1: Mm -hmm. Look at how they look with Matt. You think that X, Y, and Z? Okay, let's look at it. Mm -hmm. And hold on, man. This injury could have been, and I ain't been paid? No. You know, it's what players go through when it's like, I think I'm still hurt. I want to be fully healthy before I come back.
0: Kawhi Leonard syndrome?
1: Yeah, Kawhi yeah. Leonard syndrome. Okay. So I think this is what's going on in this situation. I think it's a little bit of both, right? But mm-hmm. I think Lamar's definitely a competitor. But I do think he is saying, I'm not going to rush back. I'm going to get either as healthy as I can. Or I'm not going to be back on that field. And, oh, by the way, Ravens, look what you cannot do without me. <laughs> <Toot> <laughs> in the air, let him hear. So, yeah, 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 exactly. Yep. What's your yep. thoughts on it?
0: Well, I, I think uh, to your point, two things can be true. I think that, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's kind of like a, a perfect scenario for Lamar because he knows that, yeah, yeah, they can figure out a way to kind of sneak their way into the playoffs without me, right? Mm-hmm. But He knows in crucial games, like when you play at Pittsburgh, when you play a tough-nosed team, a good team, a team that's got a good defense, you need that X-factor on the field to put you over the top. When yes. you know you don't have any receivers to throw to for real outside of your tight ends and, and your running backs, you know that you need a dynamic playmaker to kind of, you know, kind of balance the playing field, right? Yep. He knows that, that they know. I know that you know that you know that I know. Right. That – that you can't win no playoff games with Lamar Jackson. Right?
1: I'm over 80% of the offense,
0: right? So I'm gonna speak myself in third person. You you can't be you can't win no playoff games with Lamar Jackson.
1: So if Lamar Jackson ain't playing, there ain't no action, Jackson. Thank
0: you, thank you. So I think he's he's making it making it clear that how valuable he is to the team at this very moment. I mean, you know, because I mean, outside of them, I'm still upset about them. They have, still haven't done this. They never do it, uh, apparently. Drafting receivers, you know, to build around him. Um, you know, Rashad Bateman supposed to be the only guy that you air quote drafting. He's hurt. So mm-hmm. I think that, you know, they, you know, two things that he's probably telling them that, that one, pay me and, and get me more weapons. Yes. You know, so because we got to be able to compete, you know, because it's one thing to be able to run the ball and control the clock and be able to, you know, control the game. But when you get in those situations in those games where you, and especially with this defense, can't seem to, you know, keep a lead, you know, when you're not scoring at will, you know, you got to be able to get into shootouts in certain perspective against better teams, the Bengals included. You know, right. the Dolph- you see what the Dolphins did to him in the fourth quarter, you yes. know, early on in the season. So I got to be able to go toe-to-toe for these guys. But I ain't got the dynamic weapons to do it. We ain't gonna be able to compete. So I think that for sure that he's like, look, you need to do two things. Pay me and give me pay me and give me more weapons, and then we can we can get back to business. But yeah. I definitely think he's he's trying to prove a point here. Somebody got in his ear and said, Look, you, you didn't got hurt twice, yep and you ain't got paid. So don't go out there and the third time and get hurt because they're gonna start hanging that over your head now. All of a sudden, now you're injury prone, and we're not gonna pay you the amount of money that you want because we're worried about you being hurt, yeah. You no, know, test your luck. I'm gonna touch your luck. So I'm just curious. This is this is this is, this is we gotta wait about a couple of weeks to see. But I'm just curious, and we're gonna stick this on our hat and wait. But I'm just curious to see what his status was gonna be going into the playoffs. I'm pretty sure he ain't gonna play this week coming. No, I'm pretty sure he no. ain't gonna play this week coming. But I'm no. sure what is what's gonna what happen? Wild card weekend? weekend? Who they play?
1: I think he shows back up.
0: I think he shows back depending
1: back up? on who is they're playing, but I think he shows back up for playoffs because they did say this was a three to four week injury it's a metal son richie rich it's a metal (laughs) son pay attention to the to this great content we (laughs) give yeah listen i like to be artistic it's a metal (laughs) son yeah but he he listen one team he shouldn't go to even if he leaves is the raiders i tell you that
0: don't do that don't do that don't do that not at all yeah
1: yeah that's my thoughts when it comes to the lamar situation
0: Okay. So now Derek Carr is on is on the docket now. And uh he got benched for Jared Stenham. And what 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 I found interesting and ironic is that all of a sudden the playbook is wide open when Jerry wow. Stenham gets in the field. Right. But you didn't see this this level of production and this level of play calling detail before Derek Carr uh got benched, right? Mm. He got benched and he's away from the team. He's not even he's not even dressed. Not even a up. backup backup. Right. 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 So I, I feel like that uh that's another situation where uh they definitely, definitely are uh it's it's some, it's some shadiness going on here, if oh, I yeah. if I could put it that put it that oh, point. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. A, because
0: you gotta realize that that if Derek Carr got hurt prior to uh I believe it was believe it's June 1st, yep. he would have a fully 30 to 35 million dollars guaranteed in his mm-hmm. contract that they weren't gonna be able to get out of.
1: But if he's mm-hmm.
0: healthy, get out, get out from under him for like, like two, three million
1: dollars. Um, he has like, a no trade clause as well.
0: Does he have no trade clause?
1: Yeah, he has a no. He can he can pick who he goes to because he uh, smartly enough he put a no trade clause in his contract when Gruden was there. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, but I was shocked at this. Uh, like, and you said this, you know, when we was talking about the game. Mm-hmm. How does Stidham come in and look like he's an all pro? He had a three three forty-two. he was <laughs> slinging that thing like he, he played. He, he never did that in New England,
0: so where'd that come Ever. from? Yeah.
1: Ever, he's the number one defense in the league at that. And against, like you said, the 49ers have been shutting people down defensively, down. Down. and all of a sudden, he, he put he up is, 38 points.
0: Yes, Something crazy like that. Yeah, they no, had a double
1: digit lead on the Niners. The, I don't think the Forty giving have given up thirty eight points all season. All like, season in one game, and and he had a double digit lead on them.
0: It's crazy. He put up thirty four points. They went up being thirty seven to three. He was twenty three or thirty four with three sixty five and three touchdowns.
1: I think this on, really man. is the house winning right. Uh-huh. Where now you have your player that you feel. Knows what you want to do, Mm -hmm. and you open the playbook, like you said, you open the playbook up magically. And and if anyone says that Jared Stidham is on the caliber of Derek Carr, you're crazy.
0: You're crazy. You're smoking that good stuff.
1: I'm telling you. The worst thing, if he gets traded, listen, I give Derek Carr this credit, and you said this, and anybody should listen. Um, yeah, that's a
0: shame hey, that's shaving. Yes. That's, yes, shady.
1: that's shady. Uh <laughs> you've said this re- before where you gave credit to Derek Carr's maturity of being a professional. Yeah. He was smart enough not to mess up his money and say, I need a, a leave of absence. Mm-hmm. Not from being he said, I don't even want to be here. Right. That's a clear sign of before I cuss all y'all out, right. let me put myself in a situation that's, that's where
0: I—that's when, when you get pissed off at work and you realize that cussing everybody out ain't gonna do you no good, but get you rolled up, get you written no. up. So you know what, Before I cuss
1: all y'all out, I'll get ready. Let me take up. my PTO. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna go do us a favor because no. I'm about to slap everybody in yeah, here. Everybody I'm gonna take and well, they know it. They hold oh, you, take your time. Go, yeah, 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 time. Yeah, yeah. Please, take your time. Yeah, yeah. Take your time. You're good. You're yeah. good. We'll, good. See, when you you're
0: good. we'll <laughs> see when you get back. We'll see
1: when you get back. We'll see you when Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> McDaniel's nude. When, when have you ever seen that a quarterback's like, uh, I'm leaving the team? And they're right. like, sure, bud. Right, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You know, yeah. Give yeah. yeah. yeah, you a lose. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody in corporate America know that? Oh, you got use or lose. You lose, you're good. You're good. You're <laughs> good. you were thinking about balance. You're good. <laughs> we were thinking about uh, letting you off anyway. So oh, yeah, we going to we let you know that you're gonna
0: use his leave. You know, you <laughs> lose his leave. You use it. So go ahead, do it. Think exactly.
1: Exactly. You're good.
0: You know, enjoy, enjoy your life. Yeah. What you gotta do. You <laughs> do what you got to do. Do what you have to. So I, this is my thing. You know, because I still think Derek Carr is is a, is a viable quarterback. I really yes. do, and I think that yes. he can be. Uh, very serviceable to a team that's ready to win. So, uh, you know, so people uh, that are looking for a quarterback, the Jets, uh, mm-hmm. the Commanders, mm-hmm. uh, the Panthers, mm-hmm. you know, are picking high in the draft per se, but need a quarterback. I would pick up the phone call, Derek Carr. I would. Yeah, and I want him to flourish and and stick it in 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 uh in, in right in their kisser, right in his eye, just stick it right in Josh Day's <laughs> eye. <laughs> and let him go draft another Tim Tebow and be out of a job in two years. True, true.
1: Because you're gonna see and tell me this drafting history is not that it, uh, it, not it, that right.
0: well. And, and think about like this: They're they, I believe that their first round pick goes to the to the Seahawks again this year. So then he can't even draft a quarterback yeah. this year. Yeah. So unless Tom Brady's walking in the door, you're stuck with Jerry Stiller, buddy. Yep. Yeah, New Orleans, great call, BC. New Orleans is ready to go. Oh, All sweetness. the receivers. And that line Ooh. tomorrow, that defense, yeah, Bruh. Sign him up. Sign him. Sign him right up. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right yep. now. So yeah, Derek Carr definitely should and be angry. And yes. I, I'm Devontae Adams. I'm pissed. <laughs> I, I you can't me your, here. Yeah, for the express purpose of playing with my guy. And you let him, you let him walk. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, he could have a disgruntled receiver on your hands, a, a bum quarterback. And uh, uh, a makeshift roster that you can't backfield yet because you ain't got no hydropics. Exactly. <sighs> it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to be a Raiders fan right now. So it's rough. It's rough. So last quarterback on this list is Carson Wentz. So uh, it, it just it just it just it just when it it, it rains it pours in in Washington it, it uh, over, right over the stadium just over the stadium you don't patch your rain whole hide else. it really <laughs> does so. <laughs> Ron Rivera, in his infinite wisdom, and I'm saying Ooh. that sarcastically, decided to move off of Taylor Heineken, who was the quarterback that got you to the point where you were in the playoffs, right? Yeah. Now, granted, I mean, he wasn't world-beating, you know, blowing the top ball, putting up, you know, patching home numbers, but he was serviceable, right? Yeah. to him because Carson Wentz was hurt. And you didn't immediately go back to Carson Wentz because Taylor Heineken was winning. Yes. Right? So at the moment, when you walked into your game, uh, this past week, you were talking as if you needed a spark, and you thought that spark was Carson Wentz. Now, yeah. we do realize that Carson Wentz has been traded three times already, and uh, he is wasn't you know exactly certain the world on fire before he got hurt. Like, y'all were under 500 when he was your quarterback in that first breath, right? And but, the
1: coach that won with him let him go. And it's gone from Indianapolis as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So somehow or another, you thought Carson Lewis was going to be your savior, and understanding that, uh, you know, you were going to basically ride his air quote talent into the playoffs when uh, he hadn't played in weeks one. one. Two, he again, he was under 500 quarterback when he was the quarterback with, prior to him getting hurt with you two. at the commanders, too. And three, how many coaches has he gotten fired at this point? Frank yeah. Rice has been fired. Doug Peterson got fired. I think and that's Hershey who wanted you to wanted him. to be your spark, right, to get you to the playoffs. Yeah. Then you compounded with the idea that you didn't realize that if you lost this game, it could have been potentially that you were going to be completely utterly eliminated, eliminated from yeah. the playoffs. Eliminated from the playoffs
1: before uh,
0: you got home uh, from the game.
1: Yeah, in <laughs> so, losing, you had to become, you had to be made aware that with the loss, you're out of the playoffs. Yeah, playing
0: for nothing at this point. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think yeah. that, um, yeah, I, if you I was wrong, I would have lied. Like, you know what? I, I would like have fully aware the quarterback situation. I thought Carson gonna get us there, and he couldn't, and I would have just at
1: that. I would have not said anything naive like I didn't know. Like, And the bad thing was, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, he's being Bill Belichick. Sarcastic, and no. then I heard it again. I'm like, "Oh, oh he really there. didn't know that he's out yeah. well, the playoffs." Like, oh, he he really thinks it's five downs to get a first down, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. So he's
1: he's really was lost. he really didn't know
0: he really didn't know, and uh, he admitted it too. That's the thing about it. Like this, it's certain double deep. down. He did. There's certain things yeah. you just don't need to be honest about. Like, you no. just, like, you know, just like, yeah, yeah, I knew, but I thought that Carson Winston could get us there. He should have yeah. bed, whatever, whatever. And we're moving on. We're on a week 18. <laughs> yep. You know, that kind of thing. Yep. But I, what I wouldn't have done is tell anybody listening that I was going to be uh, the person that said that I didn't know. When you, that's and your job you to know. You
1: hitched your playoff hopes to Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz. Yeah.
0: So I think ultimately, you know, you can tell me if I'm wrong here. I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm completely off base, but I think that's going to cost Ron very his job. I you let I him would say him. that you're not
1: far off with that statement, sir?
0: Yeah, because Carson Wentz was 16 to 28 for 143 and three interceptions. Did you see some of the throws, though? Oh, it was horrible. It was. Horrible. I'm like, who are you throwing to? Horrible, horrible. Now I get it because I, I had a glimmer of hope in Carson Wentz when he went to the Colts, and I, and that completely. <laughs> went out the door, you know, when he didn't make the playoffs last year, and then he got traded to Commanders. I'm like, well, he's better than what they have, air right. quote, First, But I didn't think
1: much of it. And then when he got benched, I was like, that's it for him. That's it? That's it for and him. I, which I don't understand, but it makes sense now, right? It's like, I didn't understand the quarterback switch. I didn't get but it. But now when you didn't know mm-hmm. that you was – yeah. In playoff dire straits. Hey, Completely you, you make yeah. this decision. Because if not, just ride Taylor pause. Keep playing Taylor right. to the end. Hey, you would have been a much
0: better situation. Like if nothing else, you would have at least been able to be serviceable offensively. Yes. Uh, you know, to the point where you could, you know, be in the game and not lose the 14 points to a uh struggling Cleveland Browns team. And what was those stats again? 13 or what? 16 of 28, 14 to 28. 3 three interceptions, no touchdowns.
1: Then sniff.
0: nope, a touchdown. Not at all. There was Sean Watson Ironically, it was not at 18 for 169. He threw three touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I I again, if you don't, if you can tell me I'm wrong, but I think that that's gonna cost Ron a very good job. Now it might not come right away because I'm sure Danny Snyder don't want the more more bad Feel press. he want that
1: smoke right
0: now. But when, when his team gets sold, though, I think that much like Nathaniel Hackett, you know, the new ownership group comes in and there, boy, you yeah, gotta go. You got to go home, but
1: you gotta get the hell out of here. Riverboat run, you're
0: going down the river. There you go, there you go. So yeah. I, yeah, so the the interesting quarterback conundrum that's going on in the NFL, you got Derek Carr being sabotaged, you got Lamar Jackson, you know, you know pulling a uh, Kobe in the in the in the NBA NBA playoffs against the Suns where he refused to shoot cuz he he knew that he was trying to prove a point that I needed more help. Yep, and Carson Wentz basically getting wrong with verified. So that's 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 your that's your headlines in a nutshell. Happy New Year! <laughs> Happy New Year! This is 2023 <laughs> in a nutshell. Right now, this is, what's, yes. this is what's happening right now. Yes, yes, this is what happened right now. So as we wrap up, let's get into games week real quick. Let's talk yep. about uh how we did on week sixteen.
1: I finally went above above five hundred. Yes,
0: you did. <laughs> you did. <laughs>
1: We both and I'm still 40. under 500 yeah. wins losses.
0: <laughs> we both went four and two. We both went. That's sad. Two. That is yeah. sad. And, uh, and it was a spread of guys. We could have won six and over oh, but the spread guys are no two games. So, uh but yeah. So I'm I'm 37 and 28 a, for the year, and He's 32 and 33. He's only one game though. Only one game above uh, above below 500. So you got sh- you got a shot. We got can't. Shot. You got a shot. You Ain't nobody
1: a- came to see me, Otis. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man, so the week 18 games are quite interesting. Yeah. Um so we got Saturday games, we got Sunday games, do
1: we got Monday games too? Is that they got a Monday night game this week? Um I don't know if they got Monday night because of the last game.
0: Last week of the season.
1: Last um, week of the season.
0: Let's see. Week 18. Uh no, it's it a Sunday night game. That's it. So yeah, so yep. we got Saturday and Sunday. So uh, we got um, on Saturday we get the Chiefs at the Raiders. Now, you know this this new this Jared new wave Jared Stenham, you know coming in, you know playing two straight home games against the, the Chiefs, who who honestly truly got were played close by the Broncos last week. Yes. Um. So they gave the Chiefs a nine and a half spread uh, going into Vegas. So how do you feel about
1: that game? No, (laughs) just no. No. I'm not nine and a half. No. Uh But but just watch. Just watch this game, right? But I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna go uh against the spread. I don't I think the Chiefs will win, but I don't think they cover that nine and a half. Yeah, I'm a little scared of that spread. You gotta win by ten against the Raiders. Well the Raiders defense is solid. I don't don't got on about all that, but
0: (laughs) but uh, yeah, I mean but the thing about it too, the Chiefs typically walk all over the Raiders. In the last two years, especially, they've walked all over the Raiders, put up guarding numbers against them, in all honesty. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, a tough, it's a tough call. It's a tough call. Yeah. I, I do believe the Chiefs will win. If we just picking a game, I'm picking the Chiefs to win, but the spread kind of makes me nervous. Yeah. You know, because they're playing at home, jersey them. Is, is that, I guess, the question we need to answer is that, is that particular performance last week an outlier, or are we going to see it again this week?
1: I don't, I don't, the The 49ers have a much better defense than the Chiefs. They do. Uh, I don't think it's an outlier. I think there's comfort with McDaniels and Stidham. Mm. Um, so I, I do believe, I, I just, knowing that it's at Las Vegas, knowing that it's Stidham, the mm. way he looked, I, I just think that, the Raiders are going to give the chiefs a little bit of a fight. Um, I do want to go, but it just 10. I haven't done well when it's been this many points in the Chiefs. I agree with you. I agree with you. Neither have I. So,
0: yeah, I, I, I'm going to go. Are you going to stay with the Raiders?
1: With I'm going to stay with the Raiders.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm going to go with the Raiders for this particular purpose because I feel like the Chiefs are going to get up a little bit. And they're going to They're going to pull gonna people take their foot off the gas. Yeah. Or they're going to pull people out because they don't want them hurt for the next week, you know, because they yep. got to play off. So, yeah, we don't know. Are they going to be the one seed? They're going to be the two seed? We don't know. You know, right. with the Bengals and in the, in the, um, the Bills hanging in the balance. So we just don't know. So I think they're going to kind of hedge their bet in this one. They get up about by, by touchdown, I think they'll put the foot off the gas. And I think the Raiders are going to just keep doing what they do. Yep. So I'm going to take the Raiders with the spread. Okay. All right. So for the, the AFC South division title, the Titans at the Jaguars. And the Jaguars are uh, favored by six and a
1: half. I'm going to go with the Jaguars on this one. Even though Joshua Dobbs looked pretty good look in relief. Yeah, the Jaguars have looked a lot better, so I'm gonna go with the Jaguars on this one. Yeah, I think they can win by seven. I, I yeah. give that. I
0: give them that. So I'll go with the Jaguars as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we got the Browns at the Steelers, which is coming actually an interesting game now because the Steelers have an outside chance of making the playoffs. Um, at the last seed. Um, yep. I think the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Steelers all vying for that last spot. Yeah. Um,
1: so they play at home. against the Browns. Um, and they're they're by two and a half. I'm gonna take the Steelers with. Key, uh, with Kenny, keep his poise, pick it. I'm gonna go with the Steelers,
0: okay? All right, so yeah, I think three points is good with the Browns. I think, I think so. At home, I'm gonna go with the Steelers as well. Yep, all right. So we, now we got the Jets at the Dolphins, and this is an interesting game because you might not have uh, two and Teddy Bridgewater for this game, it might be down to that was the third string guy, and as you see, it's only a minus one spread. The Jets don't have nothing to play for at this moment either because they're not there and they're eliminated in the playoffs.
1: So the Dolphins just have to win by one, basically.
0: Well, yeah. Well, yeah, one. Yeah. Well, two. They have to win by two the spread is one. They have to go above the spread.
1: But Skylar Thompson is gonna be the quarterback. Yeah. He's the dead jets defense. They're gonna be in Miami, though. This is warm jello. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. It's <laughs> sick on both sides. It
0: really is. It really is.
1: Cause all it is is it's a it's a they you know kick a field goal they win. Yeah. Um. Mike White will be the quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. But the Dolphins' defense hasn't been playing well.
0: But either. the Jets defense has. But yet again, it's all about the mindset. I, they realizing they don't have like, they don't got nothing to play for. Us, so how hard are they, they going to play? <laughs> I'm going to go with the Jets. Okay. So I, I already wrote my name. I'm going with the Jets, too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't trust yeah. that 3rd guy. I yeah. don't, you know. No. With- this next game, no. <laughs> no. Not <laughs> with Gardner Minshew as quarterback.
0: But they said Janna might play. They said there's a likelihood that Janna's going to play because they need, they got to win to get the number one seed. So they got something to play for. No. Um, okay. So you think thinking the Giants with the, with the 14? <laughs> yeah. 14? <laughs> If, Fourteen. Like, the way the Giants yeah.
1: been playing. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, they don't have nothing to play for, us. So they might not even play the starters. See, okay. See, that's where we need an abbreviation. If the Giants sit people, agree, BC. Yeah, I'm. I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting. Yeah. For if the Giants sit people, I want. I want an addendum. If okay. the Giants sit Saquon and Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, and all that, then I'm gonna okay. go with the Eagles if they play okay then i'm going with the giants okay if especially if hurts doesn't play and hell no right
0: I, i'm gonna I'm go one better than that i need Jalen to play and them to see they started then i'll be comfortable with the
1: 14 yeah that's my addendum to that, okay. that you know all right so
0: yeah yes yeah, so i'm gonna put giants for you equals for me but again it all depending upon what uh what they do as far as who starts and who plays yeah, if the if
1: that if it flips, then I'm gonna go with the Eagles. Yeah, never, but right now, good. as it stands, yeah, I'm going to go with the Giants.
0: Yeah, now 14, especially if they get if they play these starters at any facet. Yeah. Okay. So so the, the nightcap game got this. This is uh, ironic in his own right because the Lions are the outside looking in, so are the Packers. So the Packers are winning in. If the Packers win, they're in. But if they yep. lose the Lions, it's it's a it's a battle between Seahawks and the Lions, I believe. So yep. So um. The Packers at home, they're on the hot streak. They got by four and a half. Lambo could be weather.
1: Listen, I don't know what Peyote and Rodgers takes, but I like I told you, I think he's a wizard because <laughs> every time he's said, look, he's Babe Ruth right now. He's called Ooh. it. Yeah. Each time he's like, oh, we'll be okay, relax, whatever. Yeah. Yep. They go on these winning streaks. And don't know how they do it. Yeah, is that Hiawatha that he'd be taking yeah, ayahuasca? Got him, yeah, uh, ayahuasca. Um, this is a head and heart decision, right? Because I am a huge fan of the Lions. I really yeah. like what they're doing, I like the resurgence of Jared Goff, mm-hmm. um Hutchinson and uh James Houston, the way they playing. Uh, I really want to root for the Lions, but with Green Bay being at home. The way Aaron Rodgers is playing, who has not, fun fact, he has not thrown for 300 yards all season. He hasn't? He has not. Wow, I did not know that. That's amazing. That is amazing. Last game, 150 no, yards. No no games with 300? None? No games all season wow. over 300 yards. But who would have like, ever thought that I coming from knew. Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, you could to asked me at the beginning of the season. I would have took that bet. Yeah. Mm. So, I'm going to go with Green Bay. At four and a half. Um man.
0: (sighs) I totally agree, BC. Dan Campbell never got the blaze point boys playing hard. They just need more help on defense. I think that's their biggest problem. They need more defense.
1: But I could do both, right? I could say the Packers win, but the Lions cover the spread. So this is like a 21-14. 21 15 game.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both playing for their playoff lives. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough battle. They're both playing for the playoff lives. So you gotta factor a, that in. I'm gonna go Green Bay doesn't cover the spread. Okay, so you're gonna take the Lions with to cover the spread. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll piss the end for the Lions. I'm I'm a I, I just don't like that. I'm with you. I don't like betting against Aaron Rodgers at this moment because he just it's like betting against Hyper in the playoffs, and like, you just don't do it. You know, when he calls a shot, like you know, like I said,
1: it's going out of the park. Nope, I'm going with Green Bay. I'm going with Green Bay. <laughs> I, I should have said that. <laughs> no, I, I was I was debating it, and then I started thinking the kickoff return, the defense plan, the angry. Yeah. I'm going with Green Bay. Yep. Okay, so is minus four and a half, they got to win by five.
0: Just keep yeah. that perspective. You think Green Bay's going to win by five?
1: What was the score last game? Oh, a lot to a little bit. Say <laughs> so, no. Oh yeah, that was a 41 shellacking of Minnesota. Oh man. Um yeah, 41 to 17. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me let me My right. bc said they want win by field goal. Yeah, let me let me let me look at this. Let me give me <laughs> give me give me a few seconds. Okay, this, this, so over 500 life right now. <laughs> see 20 41 17, 26 20, uh-huh. 24 12, 20. You know what? Nope, I'm going with Green Bay.
0: Okay, with the four and a half. Green Bay with the yep. four and a half. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. Packers. I'm gonna take the Packers as well. Yep. I'm gonna take yep. the Packers as well. I'm not sure about the four and a half, but I'm gonna take them. I just I'm gonna ride the wave.
1: Yep. Just yep. <laughs>
0: ride the yep. wave. This so. is
1: one of the moments. Don't don't bet against Wizard Rogers. There you go. There you go. Okay.
0: All right, so we'll see. So you got the Raiders, Jaguars, Steelers, Jets, Giants, and Packers. I got Raiders, Jaguars, Steelers, Jets, Eagles, and Packers. So we'll yeah. see how things go, man. Um, you know, will Detroit Detroit or will they uh rise above themselves? Yeah, is the question. So yeah. Yeah. All right, so we'll see. Um, but as always, man, we appreciate everybody that's come through, you know, BC Richie, and all the all the gang that usually shows up in the chat. Appreciate y'all, man. And um, Praise for DeMar Hamlin, especially, man. We'll keep y'all updated as best we can. If you can, please donate to his uh, fundraiser. Uh, His GoFundMe link will be on my Twitter page. as a pin tweet, so check that out. Uh, I will be donating myself. Um, So uh, we'll do that, and um, hopefully we'll have better news next week about his condition and uh, where he's at in his recovery. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, man. So we appreciate everybody coming through, man. If you haven't, uh, checked us out live. Check the replay out on Wednesdays at 11 a.m. on all Playboy platforms. Get your podcast from, and we'll be back next week. So until this time, such time, that's Coach Kirk. I'm Coach Defense. Until next week, we'll see you when we see you. Step up and lock it down.